Hello, welcome back to the GST podcast and today we've got a very special interview indeed. Earlier I spoke to Tomasz Lorek. He's a commentator for Polstadt Sports TV, a TV network in Poland. He's been covering the Asia Swing, Antwerp, Vienna, Basel and we spoke to him all about it starting with Team's Run in Vienna. You always think that the guy has a fantastic mentality and a killer instinct, which is pretty sensitive. He loves animals. Like he was so um, ashamed of uh, what happened in Chengdu. He has, he's always very interested to watch other stuff. Of course, when you play tennis at professional level, you you mainly focus on on your know, practice and travels and what you do on practice scores and then how to prepare. A perfect strategy to beat every single opponent, but uh, with Donny's team, he's a great player, two times uh, Grand Slam runner-up at Roland Garros, clay court specialist, but not only. He played fantastic uh, game in Beijing, but in Austria, there's a very um, funny subject because um, he started to step up the ladder in 2010, and he lost qualifying event. Next year, he beat Thomas Muster, the, the biggest mm-hmm. legend ever happened in Austrian tennis, the former Roland Garros champion. And for so many years, the quarterfinal was the, the pinnacle of what he can achieve. And this year, Gisby Hill on clay court, he won it after so many years of trying. Mm-hmm. And indoor event in Vienna with a huge uh, history because Gerolite is a fabulous American with Lithuanian roots. Was the first time winner in '74. Then so many great players have won it, like Makarov or Sampras or even Ishevich. He had to jump over the call of man. With his skills, unbelievable one hand, and he couldn't just afford to win the title in Vienna. And that's why he understood that something possibly is wrong. Even after winning. Beijing, China Open in Beijing against Tsitsipas. He mentioned, for my for the caliber of myself, of the player from top 10, uh, I need to perform far more better than I did this year. Only the runner-up mm-hmm. and Ron Garros, all the other slams were below par, below his uh, expectations. Suddenly, he played fabulous game against Berrettini in Vienna mm-hmm. in the semi-final, come from set down, and in the final, every one was thinking that he's under huge pressure. Uh, we know from all the music, like under pressure with David Bowie and Freddie Mercury, it was a great <laughs> hit. But, <laughs> but think, let me think about one thing. Thomas Muster was uh, in the VIP area yesterday in Vienna. Herb Strucker, the tournament director, everyone was looking at him like, you have to win it. But Diego Schwarzman is one of these boys from Argentina where you did Paris didn't have the money to fund him the proper level of playing when he was a junior, so he only wow. played futures when he was a really young guy. Mm. But Schwarzman played so smartly against Tim. First set, he, he tried everything, but Schwarzman was just too good for Tim. And the second set, at 4 all, he broke Argentinian, and that's, that's the 
perfect scenario for the for the public. It was like Davis Cup atmosphere, rowdy crowds, and you know, people were part the linesmen or chain on by, you know, they were shouting during the during the race. So this was a really incredible event and I think one of the best Thomas Moster said afterward this was the best final he had ever witnessed in, in Vienna. Wow. And he watched so many he played three times, he lost all of them. Oh. <laughs> ironically. Oh. <laughs> but but team suddenly after so many years of trying one year he won this year he won Kisbihel, Clay Court and the other Austrian tournament, Vienna indoor. So how lucky he must feel right now. Yeah. And just Schwartzman, as we all saw at the US Open when he played Zverev, he if if you you're feeling nervous, Schwartzman is the worst player to play, isn't he? If you're under pressure, because he just doesn't give you anything, does he? Uh, he's such yeah, a smart he player. Give an court. No, no. Um, so, what, what did you think Team did differently this week? So, I, whenever I've watched him this year, he's looked really mm. uh, defensive and passive. And players have sometimes found it quite easy just to dominate play. Do you think he he changed that a bit this week? I think his attitude. You're right. I think he, he, Dominic Team's attitude was totally different than usual. I think the the public has helped him so much. No doubt about that. Plus the first round to win against Sanga, who's a very good player still, despite his. He's 35 in the rankings right now, but still some guys a player who can fight anybody on, on a special day. And he beat him in straight sets in the first round. But I think Nicolas Alejandro Massou, a former uh, star of Chilean uh, tennis, uh, he, he brought some new fresh air and some ideas for team. Because team, even if he's uh, like first set against Schwartzman, he was losing every single rally. And he, he was so nervous, especially first serve wasn't producing so many aces. But uh, I think he's far more creative right now than when he was with Galo Blanco and Peter Bresnik. Of course, they did a fantastic platform for himself uh, to, to step up the ladder and to perform better. But I think he needed a new guy in his team, and Nicolas Massou. I know it's crazy, you know, Chilean, Latin American guy from. Uh, Olympic champion in doubles and single is having an European bloke from Austria, but possibly sometimes it, it works when you have different characters uh, on mm. the on the bench in your box, player box. And you have a guy on the more explosive uh, on the on court. Yeah, an unexpected uh, combination, but it's going well at the moment. Um, and and just a word on Federer quickly as well, because he he was devastating in the last uh, in the last two rounds of of Basel. I mean, well, he destroyed. Um, uh, was it Albot's uh, three in love, uh, and then and then Peter Goyovchik in the first round, yeah. Right, yeah, and then uh, obviously sits a pass six four six four, and then Dimonor six two six two in the final. Uh, how good was Federer? Yeah, that's that's a fabulous story about being a ball boy as a teenager yeah, yeah. and then win tournament in his own town is that that shows that. Genius. I think Jimmy Connors was the other guy who was so playing so great. Obviously, different style, different tennis than Federer is performing. But you, you can hardly imagine the guy being 38 years old and still being on top of a. Yeah, that's the that's the the big difference between being an artist and being a bloody good player. We've seen Federer at the Davis Cup in middle 2014 when he played uh, with Vavrinka and uh, he was having a. Uh, great 
amount of advice from uh, David McPherson from mm. Tassie, from an Australian double specialist mm. who, who worked with uh, Brian Burgers and John Eisner. And I think that that's, that shows the incredible amount of being humble from Federer's side. Like, why on earth you would ask David McPherson, Tassie, <laughs> from Launceston, from Lonnie, to give him some schemes to play doubles and signals and stuff like that in, in, for Capano against even Leonard is a genius, which undoubtedly is. That only shows uh, that you, you can always learn every single day, like the Socrates Greek philosophy, you can learn every single day. Mm. Not this mean, that's what the ancient people used to say. Still, further being creative, so remember that this year after incredible final games, even in box, he was still a testament how great he was. And I think Demi Nord, this is the brightest thing about Basel, Swiss indoors, because the other Aussie fella who was in the final was mm-hmm. Mark Pilipuzis in 1974 to Greg Rosetsky, mm-hmm. a fabulous British player, a Canadian, yeah. Ukrainian, Sanded British player. Yeah. So Pilipuzis then, so many years of waiting, he had Hewitt uh, in the semifinals, but nobody was so good to come up to, to be runners. Demi Nor, I think he's the brightest guy. And that's that's another thing, Finn, with him. See, Nick Hilmer Curious, I think the talent Curious has is even better than Federer. It's got it. Considering the, his hand, his skills, his, his feeling of, uh, of a game. But, but yeah. for some reason, Curious doesn't bring the, the successes he should bring, possibly because he's an artist too. And he doesn't know how to capitalize on his huge talent, natural talent. But Demi Nor. Hard work, a fantastic runner. You know, he he, he moved the way he, he went against Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz smashed Alexander Zverev in Basel. Basel it was funny because Zverev is uh, trying to be uh, among eight top players mm. and qualify for NATO finals in London. Mm. And Finn, what is what is amazing? Zverev first round seeded number two player in Basel, and he he's leading four zero in a tiebreaker. He, lo- he lost it 7-9 seven fi- seven against Taylor Fritz. <laughs> Taylor Fritz's next one is beaten by Alex Deminor. <laughs> yeah. So that shows how prepared you have to be these days to be. In the first round of the 250 to get Taylor Fritz and be in that position, right? But as Varev was thinking, yeah, here we go. Oh, this is going to be a nice week. <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine. I'll get semis and I'll have some points on the board. So I, I, I presume Lendl was uh, fabulous in terms of preparing the player. Mm-hmm. Even if it was Andy Murray, but with Zverev, when um, when Zverev was under his uh, tutorship, uh, he was mentoring, he was coaching Zverev. I think Lionel prepared it perfectly to against battle with uh, Djokovic last year at the final. And now I think when he's when he's feeling the you know the, the being like Berrettini or Bautista good or Gaffel or Schwarzman even is still in the chase on pursuing. Mm-hmm. The final remaining spots for Nita to be finals. I think he was under pressure and to lose the first round match at Basel 500 ATP tournament against uh, Fritz must be a huge surprise package for the mm. So, do you think Shanghai was a bit of a uh, uh, an anomaly for, for Zverev because we were all talking about how well he played against Federer and how good he looked that week? Um, do you think there's still problems there, fundamental problems with this game at the moment. 
yeah, I think, well, he's an incredible talent. Uh, I mean, uh, of course, Grand Slams still don't look like they should look, considering he's, not, well, the time he spent with uh, his father, he was a great player in the Soviet Union. His mom also knows everything about tennis. Plus, he had Juan Carlos Ferreira from July of 2017 as a coach. Uh, he worked with uh, top fitness guys from Andy Murray's camp. So now trying to be with his father. Possibly he's trying to find the perfect group of Asian swing. Possibly he was so uh, so much uh, different uh, thing to play. And maybe he used so much in energy during the Asian swing. So mm-hmm. indoor mm-hmm. tournaments, jet lag and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I can presume Sasha Spirov will be a different player in being Paris indoor mm-hmm. tournament this week because of uh, he knows that he has a bit of a gap over Berrettini and, and the other blokes chasing his place, but I guess he will be much far better prepared uh, for Paris to, to qualify for Nitekbi finals. I yeah, wanted to ask you as well, actually, about, about yeah. the Paris Masters. So you've been covering a lot of the Asia Swing and the, the tournaments in Europe the last uh, week or two. Who do you back to win the Paris Masters and who do you think might causes a bit of a surprise. Who do you think is the dark horse? I think Medvedev will be a huge threat for uh, top boys. Mm. Um, Daniel Medvedev has made phenomenal progress. I do remember when I was uh, covering Davis Cup final years ago in Moscow, 2006, Argentina played away with Russia. And Samuel Torpishev, to many people, he's a guru of Russian and Soviet Union tennis. And he, he mentioned at the press conference after the official draw, Having Safin Tursun of Davidenko, usually he said, This is the last great generation of Russian players. Our school of talent has been demolished and we're not going to have great players. Suddenly, after what, 12 years after his quotation, after his statement, Russian player, Russian tennis in men, on men's side, they've got three brilliant talents Medvedev, Hatanov, and Rublev. Rublev won the indoor tournaments in Moscow. Kremlin Cup this month, so I think possibly the the direction the young Russian players took was to practice abroad, which is great for them, as you know. Fernando uh, Vicente works with uh, with Rublev, then Zhivkovara mm. works with Medvedev. Uh, so they always try to find some way of preparing to play on top of a game with, uh, with foreign coaches. But I think Medvedev, uh, the, the mentality he's having, he may be a huge threat. Like Hachinov last year won the uh, first seed in Paris indoor tournament against Djokovic, which was a huge sensation. And I think the Lucha found the tree, the, the, the trophy, uh, which is delivered to every singles uh, winner each year. I think this is going to be a special gift for Medvedev. Medvedev will be even even better, I guess, uh, at the uh, new page with Files in London. That's, that's my point of view. I know Rafa and Djokovic will play for the world number one spot to be top of the world at the end of the season. But I think Medvedev, especially his, what he showed at the US Open, and then Shanghai playing Zverev in the final, I think Medvedev is the one to watch. Yeah. Uh, and how do you think uh, your very own Hubert Hercatch will, will get on? He's... Uh, He's in the draw. Um, I forget who he's playing actually in the first round. But Chilich, he's playing Chilich. Chilich. Yeah, I mean, any other year that would be an incredibly hard draw. But 
he might have a chance, right? Yeah, I think uh, Poland has been waiting for some. Uh, look at this. We, we started Finn with Dominic Thiem. Yeah? Dominic Thiem mm. is the only Austrian player in, in 100. Mm. The other guy is 124, Denis Novak. Poland is lucky enough to have two guys in the 100. Mike Schuck is around 91. Hurkacz is about 35, 36. Um, I think Hurkacz is uh, happy enough uh, this season when he won a set against Djokovic at Wimbledon third round. This was a fantastic performance, mm. massive match for Paul at the Grand Slam level. Plus he won Winston-Salem, the first ever uh, Polish winner since Wojtek Fibak in the 80s. He won Chicago. So, so many years Paul have been waiting for, uh, for an ATP singles to a winner. We've got double specialists like Kubit Furstenberg, Markowski, but we never had a good guy. Pianovic, yeah, but he, he's injured and he's now a daddy. He's having a, a child, so different perspective. He wants to be back, but there's a slight chance Pianovic will be back among top players on the planet, okay. possibly because of his knee, knee problems, injuries, and mm. his knee is just... The doctors don't think he will be back on, on top of a, on top level in, in the men's game. So Urkacz is I think he, Craig Whiten, who, as you know, was working with Jim Cooper, with Marty Fish, with Steve Johnson. So I think Hurkacz is having, he would love to be seated in, at the Aussie Open, but um, even if not, what he did this year was a huge impact on his skills. And I think he, he's, a, he's a slow, uh, someone said on the tour to myself, he's a uh, silent assassin. <laughs> That's a perfect to, to describe him. He <laughs> doesn't say when he won against Nishikori or team. He doesn't show. He doesn't show off. Oh, Shapovalov, mm. another great player from Canada. And he, ne he never showed huge emotions. And he's a silent assassin. That's a perfect way to, to, to explain what he does. Yeah, he, he he. You're right. He does. He doesn't show any emotion, does he? And he plays the same all the time, doesn't he? No matter what point in the match he'll he has this amazing kind of swashbuckling like he's sliding all over the place he's he's really good fun to watch he's really good fun you know Finn, the funny thing is polish people are very impulsive and spontaneous and, and, and everyone expects him to be why, why on earth he doesn't show off like you know if you if you dress but then uh, if i would say andy murray andy murray when he was uh playing in his teens yeah when mm, we, mm. uh he always said I wasn't clever enough uh, not to show off. Like every single point, he won in a very explosive way. He wanted to jump over the net or <laughs> do some some heroics and some you know artistic impressions. But that that, that ruins your energy, you know? Because that at the end mm. of the game, you must you can feel like your tank is uh, empty. So, so possibly Hurkacz, uh, with the way he's behaving, he's like he's too smart to. But, but that's his nature. You talk to his father, and he's like he's very analytical. You know, he, he talks every single point. He doesn't show up emotions. So he's like father, like son. I think that's that's the thing. His father is also a very calm person. You know, very silent guy. So I think that's Hubert has something brought with with the genes from from his daddy. And just a quick word on uh, Lucas Kubot. Uh, him and Mello are confirmed for for London. They're second in the race. Um, because there's this weird situation, isn't there, in the doubles where um, uh, Cabal and Farah are just miles ahead of everyone else. But uh, Kubot and Mello, even though they've not had 
a great year. Only one title this year in Winston-Salem. Not as good as last year, anyway. They're, they're in. Uh, tell us a bit more about them and about about Lucas Kubot, I guess. He's, he's getting on now, isn't he? He's 37, but he's still a magnificent player. He's, he's the first player, tell you what. He's the Macabal and Farrakh. You mentioned great Colombian parent mm. from Col Sanitas. They, they know each other from being young kids. Yeah. But they won Wimbledon in a fantastic... I think this was the best final ever I've ever had a commentary on against uh, Mai and Roger Roslau, the French magicians. Five set of a great game. Then US Open, another great slam. So, but so they miles away, as you said, from far away from the opposition, from Kravis Mees, from Roger Bram, uh, Michael Venus. But Kubert is he's a very, he's totally. I wouldn't say he's a Polish guy <laughs> in terms oh. of his uh, his energy and the way he speaks, the way he <laughs> thinks about because he mm. he lives he lives and practices in Prague in Czech Republic. He speaks fluent Czech language. His father was a football player years ago. And even when his father was close to retirement, he, he signed a contract with Austrian Football Club because he knew that Fischer, a uh, company who produced uh, tennis rackets, is sponsoring the football club where he's going to play. So he did it for his son. Even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's oh, a funny wow. story. Uh, wow. Plus, when Lucas was a young guy, um, he had an offer to come to John Newcomb Academy in Texas. But as you can imagine, in the communist under regime in Poland, nobody can have mm. any chance to fly and pay money for education, tennis skills in America. So Lucas' father, because he played, he played an average level in Polish football league, who was far away from, you know, Diego Maradona or Pala or David Beckham. But never mind. He was he was he had good mates and good relationship with uh, Andrew Sharmach, former medalist at the World Cup uh, in soccer. Yeah. So he simply found him and he said, "Can you borrow some money? Because my son is trying to have a, an apprenticeship in him at John Newcomb's Academy." And, and Andrew Sharma was uh, generous enough. He said, "Okay, how much do you need?" I mean, you just borrow him money. And when Lucas will be on top of the game, he, I'm sure he will, he will say thank you or whatever. <laughs> And that's that's the story. And in Prague, you know why? Because in Poland, still we don't have any. Agarit Banska was on Robert Wimbledon, two thousand twelve, but we don't have any grass courts. <laughs> How yeah. on earth could is winning the Grand Slam at Wimbledon on grass without any grass court in Poland? So he has a very small, cozy flat in Prague. He practices with top Czech players in doubles and singles because Czech facilities are far more better. I think the best in, in our region of, of uh, Central Europe or, or Eastern Europe. So Kubert uh, was so determined and he obliged himself to learn Czech language, Czech language both in speech and in writing. And he, he has fabulous coach from Czech Republic, Jan Stoches from Liberec. He formerly, he worked for, for Ricardo Berankis years ago or Einar Schiedler or Jens oh. And Kubert really appreciates the time the time he spends with uh, with Czech coaches and also the time he spent with Swedish guys like Thomas Anfist or Jonas Bjorkman years ago. That was fabulous for him. And, and I think Kuba um, would love to to spend magic week in, in London with Marcelo. He started with Gracias Sebastian, the Argentinian the lefty mm-hmm. player. And he wanted to to be as quick as he as he can uh, on tennis court because Mello had an operation so 
So I think the combination Mello and Kubert, purists would disagree, but I think it's still they still have something to offer. Mm. I think London will be a terrific tournament for them. Yeah, yeah, they are both very different players, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. Mello gives the the kind of uh, the brawn, I guess, and then Kubot, mm-hmm. he's obviously had a good singles career as well, right? Um, yep. And he had a good uh, good run at Wimbledon, didn't he? Uh, five or six years ago, maybe. We're going back a bit, Alicia but Lopez, five seven, yeah, yeah, Lopez. yeah, yeah. He that, lost that's it in five set, but if he would have won it, he would play Andy Murray next next round. So. Oh. But he was forty one at the his highest singles ranking was forty one. So wow, really. So he plays several volley always. <laughs> Lucas was several mm. volley player. Mm. Well, Thomas, anyway, I, I, I must let you go because I know you're, you're in a rush this morning, but I could listen to you speak about tennis all day. It's been, it's been, it's been fantastic to have you on um, and we, we, must, we must do this again soon. Uh, well, what, have you got, what have you got on this week? We're doing uh, Paris indoor tournament. Fantastic. And I think we can, we can talk next week before the uh, next gen finals in Milan. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And this is going to be interesting. Kaspanovic, there's no Felix Zerolezim because he's injured left ankle in Vienna during practice. Oh. No Tsitsipas. But you've got Umberg, you've got Kaspanovic, Kasper Ruud from Norway, uh, Shepovalov, Alex Deminor. So, good talks. Yeah, yeah, really fascinating field. Well, thank you, Thomas. Anyway, enjoy Paris and yes. really look forward to speaking to you, to you next week. Oh, your pleasure.